Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991. To Boston, Bloomberg 1061. To San Francisco, Bloomberg 960. To the country, Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and BloombergRadio.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. Well, we often talk about activist investors pushing for changes at various companies. Well, one activist uh, making one company actually sell itself. Uh, this is a hospital and education consulting company. We're talking about advisory board, and we'll talk about the details in just a moment. Let's get back, though, to some of the top business stories on this Tuesday. Also, what's uh, going on in the trading session? Here is Charlie Pellet. And we begin with oil. Thank you, Carol Master. Now the numbers at the close of floor trading on the Dimex, brought to you by USCF. Invest in what's real. Visit USCFinvestments.com. That's USCFinvestments.com. West Texas Intermediate Crude down two-tenths of one percent, down ten cents, 46.47 a barrel on WTI. The 10-year advancing 7.30 seconds, yield there, 2.13%. Gold also higher, up 250. The ounce up two-tenths of 1%. U.S. stocks are rebounding from losses sparked by North Korea's firing of a missile over Japan. The S&P 500 index swinging between gains and losses. It is up now by less than half a point at 24.44. The Dow up 26, a gain of one-tenth of 1%. NASDAQ up 12, a gain there of two-tenths of 1%. Traders and investors are looking ahead to Friday's jobs report, specifically the wage component. Stephen Stanley is chief economist at Amherst Pierpont Securities. We've got very low productivity growth, and that translates into what you should expect to see in terms of real wages. Real wages are low because productivity growth is low. And I think, um, you know, everybody keeps waiting to see three, three and a half, four percent wage growth because we got that 10 years yeah. ago. We're not going to see that again. And if we do, it's going to be really inflationary. So- and again, we've got stocks trading higher with the S&P up by about half a point now at 24.44. Finish line suffering its biggest stock route in almost 20 years as the athletic show, shoe, shoe retailer slashes its annual forecast. We have got finish line lower now by 21%. And uh, again, an invitation to join us uh, uh, for a conversation tomorrow morning with Warren Buffett, the Berkshire Hathaway chairman. He'll sit down with an interview with Bloomberg Radio and Television, 11 a.m. Wall Street time. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that is a Bloomberg Business Flash. All right. Thanks much. Charlie Pellet right here on Bloomberg Radio. Activists pushed for change at advisory board. They wanted the company to do something, and uh, indeed, advisory board did do something. Let's talk about that, uh, get the details from Zach Tracer, healthcare reporter at Bloomberg News, on the phone from Maryland. First of all, um, Zach, advisory board company, tell us a little bit about this company, because it's not something we talk about, certainly not a household uh, name. That's right. It's, it's definitely not a house, uh, household name. It's a DC-based um, consulting firm. They do sort of research, consulting, um, help folks with technology. And they really have, have sort of two lines of business: one in healthcare and one in education. And um, they're going to split those up and sell them today. And is that what the activist investor we're talking about, Paul Singer's Elliott Management Corporation? They took a stake what in the business earlier this year. What what specifically do they want? Did they want that breakup? They wanted the stock price to go up, and they're they're doing great today. Um, you know, stocks up almost fifty percent since uh, Elliot took the stake. Um, you know, Elliot um, obviously uh, supporting this deal. You know, saying you know they wanted to talk with the company about the future um, when they took that stake or announced it in January. And you know, today 
um, advisory board, you know, saying it would sell itself to, um, you know, two different firms, uh, the education business going one way and the, uh, the healthcare business going another way. You know, I do feel like when you look at M&A, um, you do see kind of pure plays, if you will, companies, uh, you know, going after things that really logically make sense uh, for their business. Does it make sense to a lot of investors beyond Paul Singer and Elliott Management? Do they think that it made sense to separate out the education business from the health technology firm? You know, certainly for the buyers, um, this is going to be, um, you know, sort of a nice uh, bolt-on for United Health. Um, they're, you know, United's $190 billion companies for the, the deal that they're doing today. It's a $1.3 billion acquisition for them. It's a, you know, pretty small deal, but it just adds um, nicely to some of their, you know, existing uh, consulting and technology operations. Um, advisory board has a, a huge number of, of hospital clients, and so that's um, going to fit nicely with uh, United's Optum business. When you look at the two different businesses, and I know you cover the healthcare area, I mean, what kind of growth did we see uh, in the health uh, care business or hospital business of advisory board? What were some of the metrics? Yeah, so the, the healthcare business has been growing a little bit more slowly than the education business. Um, the, the education business is a bit smaller, faster growing. The, the healthcare business is more mature, sort of slower growing. Um, and, you know, it's been a, a rough few um, years for hospitals. Um, they've, you know, basically been, um, you know, trying to, you know, adapt to the ACA and adapt to some other uh, technology um, upgrades and things like that. So they haven't been wanting to spend money necessarily. That was one of the things weighing on advisory board over the last few years and, you know, probably part of why the, the stock had been in kind of a slump, uh, you know, until uh, Singer uh, got involved. You know, sometimes we look at activist investors, Zach, as, you know, being just vultures, wanting to, like, buy a company, get rid of all the costs, break it off, and sell it again and make some money. Uh, and then there are activist investors who are really trying to make a better, stronger company uh, out there. What, what's the case in this situation? Right. So you've got, you know, um, you know, Elliott Management and, and others, you know, pushing this company to sell itself. And essentially, you know, advisory board is breaking itself in, in two here. Um you know, with, uh, you know, the education business, um, going to Vista Equity Partners, um, you know, and essentially both companies though, the, the education business and, um, the, the health business, you know, they're gonna, they're gonna remain. Uh, United Health said that they would keep on the CEO of the, of advisory board to run the, the health business. So, you know, this mm-hmm. is not a case where we're just wholesale dismantling the, the firm, but certainly, um, you know, taking, uh, apart pieces of it. Are there any other pro- properties out there in the publicly held space uh, that might be akin to advisory board where we might see something similar happen or where United Health uh, might be interested in some properties? Yeah, you know, United Health um, really does have a track record of buying some of these, you know, sort of smaller um, sort of services businesses. They bought um, Catamaran a, a couple of years ago. Um, that was a bigger deal, about $10 billion. But they, they do like to go out and do um, sort of these smaller to mid-sized deals, you know, as a way of building their business without taking on sort of a, a huge amount of risk in any one deal. Um, and it's proven to be just really a successful strategy for them over the last few years. Yeah, fascinating. If you take a look at uh, shares of United Health Group, they're actually up about six tenths of a percent. Uh, sometimes when you see a company being an acquirer, or often you don't see that share price going higher. But again, this is a huge United Health. That is huge company, 189 billion market cap. So this isn't a huge, huge deal for them. That's right. I mean, you know, the, what you're seeing is investors essentially, um, you know, trusting in United Health's management. Um, and you know, the the other point to to make here is is essentially that. 
uh, you know, United has said, look, this is going to be neutral to us in the first year, uh, you know, making it better over time. Um, but, you know, they've got a track record of successfully integrating this kind of stuff. All right. Going to leave it on that note. Zach, thanks so much for checking in with us. Zach Tracer, healthcare reporter at Bloomberg News, joining us on the phone from Maryland, breaking down that news at uh, advisory board company. That's the hospital and education consulting company selling itself for $2.58 billion after billionaire activist investor Paul Singer's Elliott Management took a stake in the business earlier this year. And as we heard from Zach, advisory board has been on quite a tear since that investment by Elliott Management. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets. I'm Carol Masser. This is Bloomberg. Once again, a check on your latest World of National News headlines. Once again, Nathan Hager in our Bloomberg 991 newsroom in Washington. Hi, Nathan. Hi, Carol. Once again, we are tracking Harvey. A storm of epic proportion is how President Trump is describing this tropical storm as it now gets set to inundate southeastern Texas and southwestern Louisiana with up to two more feet of rain. President's in Texas getting an update on his administration's response, saying he hopes it'll be a model five to ten years from now. We won't say congratulations. We don't want to do that. We don't want to congratulate. We'll congratulate each other when it's all finished. The president has promised all the help the region needs. But Bloomberg Chief Washington correspondent Kevin Cirilli says Congress may have a different story. Traditionally, Republicans have had a bit of a disagreement on the issue of disaster relief because some Republicans feel that there has to be budget offsets for any aid that is advocated for. To just give you an idea of the scope of the response, NBC News is now reporting the Marines have arrived in Galveston with amphibious assault vehicles to help with the search and rescue. North Korea's latest missile launch over Japan has the U.N. Security Council meeting an emergency closed-door session. The president's backing off his fire and fury rhetoric, only saying all options are on the table. Former U.S. Ambassador to China Max Baucus joined us moments ago on Bloomberg Markets. Kim Jong-un, in my judgment, is pretty much in the driver's seat. Um, he's, only, he's very rational, in my judgment, and he's only going to go so far... He knows where he thinks that red line is beyond which he cannot go. If he does go beyond it, then he'll, there'll be massive retaliation. Baca says the U.S. needs to reach a deep strategic agreement with China to try to rein in Pyongyang. I'm Nathan Hager, and this is Bloomberg.